0: Hey, 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 it's your girl again, Mandy, back with another episode of Tired Mama Couch Chronicles, where you're going to hear the real, the raw, the ugly, the lovely, and everything in between about motherhood. How are you, my dear? Hello. First of all, let me say thank you for tuning in. A warm welcome to you for being here this week. I've recorded multiple times this week because, you know, I kind of have found that it's cathartic to just record and save, record and save, but... I realized I was listening over some of them and like kind of going back through my mind about it. And I'm like, dang, I was really angry this week. So we're going to create a safe space. So if you're if you're in a place where you just, you know, you're not trying to hear some real raw things right now. I'd suggest you just bounce on out as much as I don't want you not to listen right now, because, listen, I want you all to be with me on this journey. I also like to respect that. Um you know, I'm very sensitive to content and how it affects people's mental. And so if this is going to be triggering to you in any way, because I'm going to say really hard things about motherhood, about being a wife, about just life, might even cuss some, because God ain't through with me yet. You know what I'm trying I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, you know, then you might want to bounce. But if not, get your tea. I have mine. I'm sipping it. Um, let's talk about it. First of all, this is the first time in months. Actually, yesterday was the first time in months that I've made tea. And when I say I miss tea, I miss I miss some other. Listen, I miss some really good tea. Okay, I got me some sleepy time with honey in it, and I got a little mint in there. Girl, or a guy, if you're listening. You can be a girl too for right now. Like, hey girl, you know what I'm saying? No, not, you don't like that? Okay, well, whatever. Anybody who's listening, listen. Tea will bless your soul. It calms me down. You know, when you riled up, just get you a cup of tea. And if you don't like hot tea, if you don't like cold tea, drink some water, whatever, but grab a cup and sit down and just, you know, be with me as I go through um, some really hard topics this week that I am sure... If you're listening to this podcast, you have thought or questioned some of these things because I know I cannot be the only one. Thus, it's so facto, all the things why I'm here. Um, but let me get cozy, okay? <laughs> um, but no, so anyway, uh, to this week. So diving right in, this week. I reached my breaking point. I think it is a very dangerous place to be on the brink of break. Um, But if you're there, um, you ain't alone because I was standing right next to you on a ledge. Um, The proverbial ledge, right? Trigger warning. Again, I'm going to say things that are very hard. So if you're not in a space to hear anything remotely negative or that kind of sounds like complaining... Or that, as we would call it, is not like Instagram motivational worthy. Then I'd suggest this is not the conversation for you. Uh, but yeah, so this week I. So let me start by saying marriage is hard as shit. Um, for all of you married mamas out there, all of you relationship mamas out there, all of you dealing with baby dads, all of you who dads are not in the picture, whatever your your situation ship or relationship is, they're hard. Um, motherhood, I realized, I think my breaking point happened because I realized so many things at one time. Like it was like a fell swoop, a, a wind of just realization, um, kind of more like a tornado and we were not in Kansas anymore. Um, so yeah, that was a corny reference, but you guys know me in puns and like corny humor, whatever. But yeah, it was like a storm of realization this week that just got me to, I think it got me to a it, it it got me to the ledge right, and then a conversation with my husband mm that I believe was the straw that broke the camel's back, and again, I don't really talk about my marriage right now, I'm not really talking about my marriage right now because to be for all for all if we're being completely transparent, um it's still ongoing and we're still figuring it out, and we're in a place of I don't know, um, so I don't even want to talk about it, just for protecting it and figuring it out, and you know, they always say you don't talk about your partner to the people that you love, because they won't forgive the partner like you would, um, so I'm in that place of like protecting it, if it works out, it works out, and no harm, no foul, if it doesn't work out, then y'all gonna hear about it in another episode, and if it does work out, y'all might hear about it later anyway, because you know, it'll be a testimony, the test testimony all that, blah, blah, blah. But a conversation with my husband kind of sent me over the Edge this week. And so um, I just, back to those realizations, like I I really, really just want to start at the the narratives, right? Um, The realizations came as a result of me scanning over my understanding of me as a woman, a wife, my role, my happiness, my individuality, what the fuck even matters um <laughs> what matters now that i'm a mom versus before i was a mom like i really thought i had shit figured out before i became a mom um not figured out i mean i knew i was a mess but i was a together mess right like i'm i've always been a perfectionist my whole life i've always been somebody who wants to exceed expectations whatever Um, and then motherhood just made that shit worse. Like motherhood just made it so that now nothing is good enough because it's not even me. Like, I don't know if you feel this way, but I can deal with shit going wrong for me. Like I can deal with stuff being hard for me and it being my fault. And like me having to be like, damn, I was wrong, whatever. But like my kids, it's a whole different thing. So, you know, when I, when I became a mother for the first time with Trey, my one-year-old, I was like, oh, wow, this is a whole nother level of. Of just sensitivity to the world around me, hypersensitivity, hypervigilance. I mean, you know, my mom would joke, like you get another set of ears and eyes when you have a baby, and it's and it's true, you know, like you just become super hyper vigilant. Um, and I think it's because it's that animal instinct, and you, I mean, and again, not every woman has this, but again, I'm talking to mothers, and for for all intents and purposes, so we're clear for the rest of my podcast. Y'all know it's the moms of one, the two, to be moms of three, blended, extended, foster, adoptive families. Like, mother is such a big word, and I don't think you have to birth a child to be a mother. I think birthing a child is a different, like, dynamic, and it has a different level to motherhood that, um, you know, I, I, I think... I'm not going to take away from anyone who doesn't birth their child naturally. I'm not going to take away from anybody who does surrogacy or adopts or whatever, because motherhood is just that. But I will say to go through the process of births, from my experience, it it, it literally does something. It it does something to you, like your hormones, your body, like the shit's fucked. Okay. Um, It's not a pretty process. It's not like beautiful birthing videos. Now, if you're listening to this and you please don't be offended, like, I mean, if you're offended, you probably just gonna stop listening. But like, I want to change the narrative that birth is beautiful. It is a beautiful concept. It is a beautiful, you know, your door, like your portal for life. That shit's it's dope, yeah. But it's not pretty, like fluids. You can shit yourself. You you know if you do a natural birth, like it's all type of fluid. Every I mean, at least I was in the hospital. I had a nurse cleaning it up. But listen, birth itself, like doing it, is not is not pretty. Okay, like unless you do some real kinky shit. And I, I'm listen. I'm not judging if you into the kinky stuff. that's one you, but for me, it's not pretty. Whatever. So let me get back to my main point. And the main point that I was trying to make is motherhood just took it over the top for me with this whole you know. Perfection is it good enough like the 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 never it's never good enough syndrome it just kind of like it went on hyperdrive like petri dish it was definitely definitely exploded um and so it makes relationships really hard because you know you you your whole relationship to the world shifts um and I mean. This week, I, I realized, I'm like, I don't I don't even know. I don't even think I know. I don't even think I know who I am in relation to anything anymore other than my kids. And it's, it's, it's a hard thing. That was like the first major block of realization of like, I feel lost. Like, I feel like I never, I feel like looking back with hindsight 2020, I didn't know myself until that point. And then when I got to the point of, birth, I was like, I'm rebirthed because I don't even know who this is. Um, general character traits and such are familiar to me, but it's kind of like I'm I'm in the body of a stranger. Like, I'm just like a, a, a in the body of a stranger, right? So first realization. Second realization is this narrative that like mothers have to be whole to be good for their babies. Now, this is true. This is true, for sure. Um, but I think there's this I don't know. I'm going to just say it straight. Like there's this expectation to be perfect in your imperfection, to be perfect in your badness, to be perfect in your good days, to be good in your bad days. Um, It's really crazy to me. And I think it's social media. Now, I, I, I had my first baby during the height of the pandemic. Right. So like I had Trey, nobody even saw my son other than me, my husband and the doctors. No one saw my son for the first three months of his life. Like we were in the house, clamped down. And when I say it was like pandemic, height of pandemic, like people was, it, it, I mean, this was when they were still showing the death tolls on the on the, on the news and stuff, you know, hospital every other five minutes on the news, on the TV. And so, you know, we were just so protective of the baby and we didn't go out. We didn't go outside. We didn't go, We we went to walk, we went for walks and stuff, but like we literally did not, we were just in the house. And so I went into this second pregnancy with, like, this expectation that we were going to do the similar thing. Now, funny, I'm sure all y'all know, if you have one kid, then another kid, and no, no two pregnancies are the same. No two raising children is the same. Because no two experiences raising children is the same. Because just the sheer fact alone that you already have a child on this earth and you're bringing another one changes the experience for the second one. So... You know, I came into it really, with a really high, really high expectation that it was going to be something that it completely was not. Um, and so that, that also changed things. And so, you know, realizing I didn't know who I was, realizing that um, I kind of am disoriented to myself. And then, you know, I'm realizing that I, I'm encountering this subtle pressure. Right, that I don't know where it was coming from. I did. I just it it just came up on me like a flood, and I don't really know if it's social media. I got off of social media through my second pregnancy, one for my marriage, two because my hormones were crazy, and three because you know the comparison game, right? Um, a lot of us say we don't compare. A lot of us say that we don't, um, you know, we don't judge others. We don't care about what other people are doing. We don't compare and contrast and whatever. If you don't listen, sis. Give me that juice, okay? Whatever you drinking, and make you okay with not ever comparing nothing in your life. Give me whatever you got, cause it is not my th- it's not my thing. It's, I'm not something. It's not something I'm good at. I, I compare. I do the comparison game. If you if you don't believe me, ask my husband. Um, but I think that also comes from me being so hard on myself all the time and uh, being a perfectionist. Cause like what is perfection is, is always relative, right? It's always in relativity to imperfection or in relativity to someone else. So like being a competitive spirit and, and I mean, listen, this shit worked out for my career. It was great for school. I'm dual, dual degreed. I got a great job, et cetera, et cetera. I've climbed the corporate ladder. Oh. Um, but like in my personal life, the shit sucks. It's terrible. It's terrible to be this way. Um, So I don't know where that pressure was coming from, but I'm like, I'm feeling this need to be good in my badness. And I think we do. Yo, I think now that Instagram thinks I want to be an influencer and now, listen, I ain't going to be mad if I am an influencer. I don't think I'm too influential, but I will say I want people to listen to a podcast. I want people to be with me on the journey. So that makes me an influencer. It might make me, you know, whatever. But whatever. Instagram thinks I'm trying to be an influencer, so the algorithm is at work. Um, Meaning, they pumping all this motivational stuff my way. All these people, you know, these tarot card reading, sage of room. Oh, girl, you got to get it together and leave that man. If he, na 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 nah, and then the Jesus people come in. And then, you know, you get those, like, really hardcore motivational, like, take guys, whatever. I don't even know if he's motivational. I just think he's, like, the... I don't even know what he is. What race he I don't even wanna bring races to the dude crazy. You get the Kevin Samuels, you get the you get the Oprah's. I'm getting the the dude with the really deep voice. I don't know. I know y'all seen him. Like if you're listening to my podcast, I know you have heard his reel or seen him, white guy, deep voice. He kinda sounds like this. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. So I'm getting all that stuff on my on my on my Instagram and on my ticks of the talks. Not really good at TikTok yet. I keep whenever I send it to people, you can tell I don't get on TikTok a lot because my phone always autocorrects the tuk," Like that's how little I get on TikTok right now. So yeah. But anyway, uh, that's definitely where I'm at. <laughs> that's where I'm at with TikTok. But so all this motivational stuff is coming to me and um, I'm realizing something that's like, there's this real crazy narrative out there that like, We're the generation to do everything. We got to fix everything. We got to be perfect parents while we're imperfect because everybody will throw that in there. Like you're imperfect, but be perfect imperfectly, right? You're going to damage your kids, but like gentle parenting, whatever the fuck that is. I I mean, gentle parenting, I get it. Like don't abuse your children. But I, I think, I'm saying all this to say, this week I realized, I'm like, I think we're over course correcting. I think that, the narrative around parenting, around mothering, is creating this subtle anxiety amidst the pandemic, right? Because the pandemic also added a layer in of anxiety. Because a lot of moms I know that I've talked to, myself included, it's like, there's this subtle like I don't want my kids to touch anything like dirty the same you don't know, just let your kids roam free then on the news you hear about people stealing kids, sex trafficking every other 5 minutes so there's like all this like kind of life stuff that's actually happening not even the social media aspect like the real life stuff happening is creating this anxiety and then you get the social media influence um or media influence in general that's creating this pressure to kind of like you know I don't know, for all intents and purposes, just be be on it all the time. And I think that we are, we're doing ourselves a disservice by, by thinking that everything, that we have to figure it all out. Um, I want to be a great mother. You know, I pray daily that God make me a worthy mother to my sons, right? And that's a weird prayer for some people. Um, And let's not even, like, that's a whole other episode about my faith right now. But, like, if it's praying for me in my marriage, yeah, I'm not doing that right now. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm not being a good Christian right now. Um, And so, you know, even the term good Christian feels very janky to me right now. Um, but God ain't through with me yet. So if you're a believer and you're listening, pray for me. <laughs> the irony. Um, but if it comes to my sons, like, I feel like that's, it's it's an obligation. Like, I'm angry with God. I'm angry with my husband. I'm angry with my life circumstances. I'm angry with a whole bunch of shit because motherhood kind of slapped me upside the head during, like, there's just so many things I did not prepare for well. And now, you know, all this pressure that I've put on myself to do better in my, in the midst of my lack of preparation, you know, it's just, it's it's caused a lot of wavering in a lot of areas. But when it comes to my sons, oh no, I pray. Like I, I, cause I feel like that's the one thing, if I don't do it, that's the worst mother I could be to my sons is not praying over them. Cause really and truly like, it's so weird how like, in my heart, I know, in my heart, I know that prayer works. That's why I keep doing it for my sons. But when it comes to my personal life, like with my relationships and stuff, like I just don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to pray. I don't want to fix it. And I think that gets to my next point of there's so much motivational stuff that can apply in whatever, in whatever context that you're listening to it. So like, it can always go both ways. You know, there, there's this real role of like narcissism. There's this real hyper drive on like narcissism and this hyperdrive on like choosing yourself and choosing health for you and blah, 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 blah. And it's like all of that all the time is so unrealistic for moms. Like I just don't believe that anymore. I want to change that narrative. I just don't believe it's realistic. It's not. I I, you know, I have girlfriends who succeed way better at self-care than I do. Um, they here we go with the comparisons again. But like I just know a lot of moms who have a lot more, um, their lives are more regulated in certain ways such that they can take care of themselves and do self-care in a more structured way than my than I can right now, right? Because of my circumstances. But when it comes down to it at a fundamental level, like motherhood is the antithesis of selfishness, right? If I'm understanding it correctly, right? Like that's it literally is like every day I run into an instance that's making me like, this ain't about me. Like that's another realization I had this week. Um the shit ain't about me no more. And it never really was, right? It it never really was, and it still isn't. And I think that that is, it's allowing me to be quiet, you know? Um, I'll say this week, man, it's been the most quiet week I've had in a very long time. And when I say quiet, I literally haven't been talking. Like, I just haven't been talking. I ain't talking to my dad, I ain't talking to my sister, I ain't talking to my mom, not talking to my husband. Like, I'm just not talking because there's nothing to be said because I realize the shit ain't about me no more. It's really not. And I think I came from a... I think one of the hardest things that I realized this week about motherhood is this shit's not about me. And um, so hearing all this stuff about self-care is so hard to balance. And if I'm being honest, you know, like I want to take care of myself. But even self-care feels like a hack to take better care of my babies because I need to be whole for them. Right? So all kind of... It's all... It's all uh, cyclical, like circular reasoning, right? Like take care of you because you have to be whole and you have to be whole because your baby's need, or because you need to be for your, or your babies need to see you do like, it's like, dude, it's all about them now. And um, that quieted me. It humbled me in a really crazy way, in a very crazy way, right? Let me sip my tea because I'm getting angry. I'm not getting angry. I'm getting emotional. So let me sip my tea. Hold on. Yes, I slurped. Um, The tea is good. This tea is good as shit. This tea is really good. Yeah, y'all can hear where my head's at this week. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of narratives I want to change. I mean, one, it's not about me. So this whole self-care thing of like that being the primary, you know, it's like, don't be selfish. Take care of self so that you can be more for others. I really just want us to stop... Fixating on it, you know. I just feel like motherhood has become like I find that most of my conversations with other mothers right now is one of two things having exorbitant amounts of grace, like exuberant, exuberant, is exuberant a word? Exorbitant, having big ass amounts of grace with themselves in the process. And grounding and leveling like it's good. Do your best. That's all you can do. Your love is enough. Just keep doing what you're doing, mama. You're doing good. Um, You know, you're strong, which let me get to that point after this. But yeah, like I hear that or the I'm not good enough. So it's like one of two conversations is happening. I feel like motherhood has become so polarized is it's just so frustrating to me. And this isn't a fix-all. This is just me, like, trying to figure out or talking through these realizations of just how complex this shit is and how simple it could be. But I don't have the simple answer, so that's that's why we're here. That's why you're listening. That's why we, you know, talking. You're not talking, but I'm sure, you know, you're listening, so it kind of counts. Two ears, one mouth, right? Another realization I had this week. I'm not a strong... Woman, and I don't even want to put black into it. I don't even want to put black into it. I don't want to put brown into it. I don't want to put nothing. I am not a strong. I, I I think I am. I am. I have endurance. I have resilience. I have umph. I got gumption. I got. I got. I got. I got drive. I have ambition. I have a lot of things, but strength. The way how the world says strong black woman or strong woman, I'm over it. Yep. Don't want to be that no more. I'm over it. I'm over it because I think it's, 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 it's painted me into a corner. It's painted me into a really tight corner. Um, And this corner is called the resentment corner. And the resentment corner is actually a place where, um, you stand facing the wall and all the resentments just come around you and you feel claustrophobic? Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. I'm in the resentment corner. All by my damn self. Um, I think... There's just a lot that comes with being strong that creates a narrative around your life that you have no control over. Um, it allows people to... It allows people to forget you. And it allows people a space to, I don't want to say forget, but to be lacking in grace. Yeah. I think strength and endurance and the more the magnitude of the strength that you've portrayed in your life, the more people are able to dance around grace, like, and being and being kind and being, yeah, gracious. Like, and I say that to say, like, motherhood has turned me into a whole different, like, person. Um, one that I don't even necessarily know, right? So all of the things that I found comfort in before, I either one can't do or two have metamorphosed into or morphed into something completely different because now it's not like like for example organization is something that was a comfort to me, right? It, it like organization, routine, patterns like I was I was a kid who would like rewrite stuff if it wasn't neat enough. Like I I I I definitely looked to that type of lifestyle for comfort. And now, I mean, y'all got kids, you know. <laughs> You you gotta prepare to be out the house two hours early to get somewhere on time. You know what I'm saying? Like like schedule routine, as much as you wanna have it happen, your kid throws up, they poop themselves, you know, somebody's shoe gets lost in the target, you running, you forgot the paper's house, gotta run back out, you go to Starbucks and get coffee, you split a coffee in a car, and then you gotta go somewhere else and you hit on white like it's your your life with kids is just different. It's different. And so that was something that I looked to for, you know for, for just order comforted me, order and structure comforted me. And so now I don't really have that. So I use it as an example to say, like, imagine a person losing touch with a lot of things that comforted them and then having to always be comforting someone else, meaning my kids. So I, I, I've not been the best. I'm not going to lie. Motherhood and, and with my circumstances, my, my husband works a job where he, 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 you know, he's not at home. He's not home. So I don't have support from him. And there were a lot of decisions I made, right, that I have to live up to that have resulted in outcomes that I did not intend for or or plan for or or even project. So basically, motherhood made shit get real for me. And so people have been lacking in grace um, because of this whole strong narrative that like, oh, well, she, you know, she's strong. She got this. She's good. She'll figure it out. You know, um, and I'm not saying that's everybody, but I'm just saying that that's a general like it's a subconscious thing that I think rolls around in people's minds. And it, and it sits at the base of of a lot of arguments and dis you know, discord and miscommunication, because there's this underlying understanding that you acting crazy or, oh, well, you this isn't like you or, oh, you've changed or. Well, yeah, it's like, yeah, I changed. I had two babies. I popped two humans out of my, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this shit changes you. (sighs) Moving along. Another realization that I had is um, hmm, that with, with knowing your needs, How do I say this? This, I I think this is the hardest one, actually. I think this is one of the hardest realizations I had this week. I've been really battling. Like, motherhood right now for me looks like my sons are number one. They're everything. And I have to be okay enough okay enough i'm going to just say okay enough to be present for them and to be whole for them in a way that i can be a, a, a caring responsible non-abusive loving and um instructing or 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 willing to teach mother for them now that me that's translated to emotional, I'm, 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 in, I'm in self-preservation mode and I don't know how I got there. And this is all wrapping back around to that breaking point and the, the quietude that's happened in my life and the silence that's happened in my life and this journey of sharing my life with people in real time, um, which is something I never would have done before, uh, but that just feels so cathartic right now. I am in such a mode of self-preservation that no therapy is going to fix, right? Talking to people is great, but the shit don't change the circumstances. It helps you learn how to better, you know, work through things and gives you tools. But at the end of the day, you're not talking to your therapist all the time around the clock. And so I'm not disparaging therapy. I think everybody listening, in the sound of my voice, everybody should go to therapy. I will say, however, it's not a fix-all. Nothing in life is a fix-all. So I'm in this place of self-preservation right now. And I realized that relationships are fucking hard. Relationships, I mean, whether it be, you know, for me right now, I'm dealing with two major types of relationships, right? The relationships with people that I love and care about, um, but that I no longer, or at this stage in my life, it's just way too difficult for me to manage. Whether it be emotionally, mentally, spiritually, uh, financially, time-wise, whatever. They're just too much emotional energy. I'm devoting too much emotional energy to relationships that's taking away from my relationship with my children and my ability to give to them, right? So you have that. And then you have this other type of relationship where it's like my perception of other people's perception of me. And all that's to say, if you're listening I know you've gone through this, where it's like, you're you're not reaching out anymore. You're you're not reaching out anymore because they're not reaching out to you. And you feel some type of way that they're not reaching out to you. But you're not really presently thinking that they might have shit going on, where they might be exactly where you're at right now. Feeling exactly what you're feeling about you and everybody else around them. Going back to the shit ain't about me. Um, but it doesn't take away the fact that it hurts and it doesn't take away the fact that it's still lonely as fuck. And it doesn't take away the fact that, you know, motherhood and just parenting and and marriage and and just these seasons change so much for so many people. I mean, I lost friends just because they couldn't abide by me being a parent with a schedule like you can't come to my house at 10 o'clock no more. Or me getting married, like, yeah, I'm not choosing you over my husband. It's not an option. It's either you and my husband or or my husband, right? Um, for Like, my husband could be acting the ass, and I'm still going to have to choose my husband. Um, so, you might hear my little guy in the background. Um, so, I'm going to wrap this up. And I, I promise y'all, this will get more polished over time. And I really do write things down to organize my thoughts. But I also I also feel very comfortable right now with this free flow, free form. I mean, I, I wanted to cover all these things. Like y'all can see, I'm bulleted. I have my general ideas. But this shit is going to get better. It's going to get better. So just stick with me. Like I said, I'm a perfectionist. I'm going to figure it out in time. Um, but yeah, so like wrapping it all up, like the the, the realization that I'm at right now is that People don't choose you over themselves and they have the right not to because you have the right not to choose somebody else over yourself. But you got to find a balance to not make the shit just about you. And that's really hard. And that caused for me, my brain, like I, my brain broke. My, my brain broke. My heart was already broken this week. It's been broken for a while. And then my brain fucking broke. So now everything's broken. And that's where I'm at. And so it's very fitting, Tired Mama Couch Chronicles, because I've been tired as shit laying on my couch to speak. Some of these days I haven't even had it in me to get up and do anything, you know, other than the bare minimum. And, and you know what I realized? That's Okay cuz my babies are still breathing fed fine taken care of my house is not um is not out of sorts it's clean it, you know the kitchen's clean every night you know the, the the bathroom could be cleaned you know and i could be taking better care of my room right but all the things that matter are 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 well taken care of so i want to leave you with this note if anything i said this week resonates with you Um, you're not alone. Feel your feelings. You don't have to have this shit figured out tomorrow. And, um, if you have to let go of people, whether it be spoken on, not spoken on, documented, undocumented, if you have to let go, To be whole and present for what's really key in your life, or if you have to add someone in where you didn't think you would have to add them and take support from a place that you didn't think you would have to, as flexible as you can be, be it. Don't hold too many resentments, and that shit's not easy. It's going to take time to figure it out and it's going to take time for you to let go of the feelings because feelings are real. Though they're not fact, they're real. So, sis, I'm with you and I hear you and you're not in this alone. And I'm really grateful to you for traveling along with me. And um, I will be back with more next week. On a brighter note, I have a couple people coming on the show soon, so watch out for that. I got a great um, speaker and motivational coach. I'm going to call him that because he is Um, not going to drop any names right now, but I got um, a couple mamas that are dope as shit coming on the show. And a couple guys that are killing it in the game in terms of fatherhood and motivation. And so I want to bring that to y'all in a little bit. Um, But thank you for being here with me this week, and um, I'll catch y'all later. Over and out. Back over to you, Bob.